Oklahoma State, and Utah definitely have some commonality. Both are commonly viewed as heavy favorites to compete for a Big 12 title, and that very well may be. Or maybe class is about to be in session and we're about to need a couple body bags. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You know we're available on all of our podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on X at All Day of State. Today, we're partially brought to you by Game Time Tickets. Get in on the action now. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use a code Locked On. off your first purchase. Today we get to roll in a little bit of the discussion in regards to Oklahoma State and Utah. Now, of course, Mike Gunny and Kyle Whittingham do have a very similar track record, not only at their prospective universities, but just in general of kind of how they've come up, where they are right now. I also got to make sure to stop by and give a shout out to all the regulars, a.k.a. my regulators out there and everybody in podcast country. You're the real ones. Last year, we shot for the moon. We tried to get 100,000 new downloads in the year. We ended just 7,000 short of that. This year, we're going to go for it again, but up the ante, shoot for 150,000 new downloads. If it's good enough, make sure you hook it up because here on the Hamadiova Club, we're going to have some fun. Just like right now, we're going to have some fun with Utah because we all know that the natural animosity seems to be building. Oklahoma State should be the king of the old guard hateful eight alongside maybe K-State more often than not. You can mix in Iowa State and, and Texas Tech occasionally in as well, maybe even KU. Just like Utah should, on paper, be the kings of all the new booties in the Big 12 alongside BYU. And, of course, maybe an Arizona or a Colorado will will pop up from time to time. Texas Tech should probably naturally be our next rival. But, again, the animosity building between Oklahoma State and Utah, it's growing pretty organically. But I think that we can all help it grow a little bit better this fine evening. Okay, so... Utah, dear baby, 8-pound, 11-ounce Utah, just swinging away in your Pac-12 manger of obscurity and nothingness. You aren't in the Pac-12 anymore, my boo-boo baby Utes. You don't get to play the Pac-12 schedule anymore. There is no more Stanford, Cal, Wazoos, or the overrated and overhyped UCLAs and USCs of the world constantly beating down your door. You don't even necessarily have to worry about the craziness that is what Colorado could become. All of this is to say, I'm I'm sorry, right? It's not even worth the Charmin Extra Soft that Paul Feinbaum uses to wipe Nick Saban's butt with. The Pac-12 versions of Colorado and Arizona are not going to be the same. And if you need any evidence, just look at their transfer market success before and after getting Big 12 invites. 
You were one of the leaders of the Pac-12. Congratulations. The all-time epic battles between yourselves and Oregon for Pac-12 supremacy was honestly, though, like watching a drunk monkey hop a football. Y'all seem to be extremely proud of your Pac-12 titles. Like, they make you feel all big. And you know what? It's mighty big of you to feel so big when the Pac-12 is just, oh, what, so daggone good that they keep representing their conference in the CFP playoffs? Uh, uh, oh, wait, wait, never mind. That's your new conference, actually. So you're welcome. And wait, so, wait, you're, you're probably just so good at winning such a strong conference that, oh, wait, that conference doesn't even exist anymore because the conference was trash. It's just time to face reality, you nation. It is what it is. You are where you are, right? Whenever you look at what you're about to face in the Big 12, it's considerably different. You were good in the Pac-12. You won in the Pac-12, but unfortunately for you, and I've preached this gospel before, but some of y'all in the back of the mountains need to hear it again. Winning the Pac-12 is the equivalency of winning first place for an award to be the world's tallest midget. I mean, technically, it's still classified as a contest, and technically, it's still classified as an accomplishment, and you, Utah, get to be that grand prize winner. Congratulations on being the world's tallest midget. But now, it's time for you to put on your big boy panties and come play some semblance of big boy football in the big boy new age conference without all your built-in cupcake wins sprinkled on top. You ain't ready. But go on and suckle on this for a little bit, yeah? Okay, so you proudly tout having the most invited guys to the draft, right? Cool. That's, that's, that's awesome. It's great for the combine. But I guess somebody didn't inform you that you aren't really going to have a bunch of dudes getting ready for the draft when you have, oh, I don't know, 21 of 22 starters and over 90% of your roster returning. Just because you lost darn near 90% of your secondary and you got a bunch of old dudes that either can't or don't want to come back and play for you, you're bragging about a consolation prize. How very Pac-12 of you. Stop living in your little safe space of your glorious Mountain West and Pac-12 Mountainous West titles. Hold my beer, though. I ain't done yet. I respect the heck out of Kyle Whittingham. And if anyone in this conference doesn't respect the tar out of Kyle Whittingham, they're a bona fide, certified, big old doofus. Kyle and Gundy have a lot of similarities. But let's stop pretending that Kyle and Gundy are the same or even in the same ballpark. Y'all, I have been very openly and honestly critical of Mike Gundy at times. But come on now. Come on, y'all. Let's at least dip our toes into the waters of reality occasionally. Kyle Whittingham has been at Utah literally just a couple months different than Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. So with all of Utah's Mountain West and Pac-12 schedules, surely... They have more wins than Oklahoma State, right? Right? Yeah, uh, surely. Huh. Maybe. Or maybe not. Or maybe you 
might find yourself in a precarious position someday of not having tickets to the event. You might find yourself in the precarious situation someday of not being able to plan months in advance for an event. And we're not just talking sports, right? You can get a wide variety of things with game time tickets from sporting events, of course, but also comedy, theater, and a bunch of other fun stuff near you. Now, one of the biggest benefits, in my personal opinion, to game time is the fact that you can get everything that you need, even with the last-minute killer deals, with all-in pricing and views from the seat with, with the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of you buying your tickets. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, the easiest way for you to find and buy your tickets to any kind of event in your area. And you all know my favorite part is seeing the view of the seat before you purchase. You don't have to deal with any of the ridiculousness of paying for a section and then actually getting pushed in another section. You ain't got to do that. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with all of your purchases. All-in prices show the total up front so you know what you're getting and you know you're getting a great deal before you even check out. Then you can buy the tickets in literally seconds with just a couple taps. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after the event has started. It is the place to find last-minute seats. Y'all, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, Game Time users can get hooked up with $20 off your first purchase. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices, guaranteed. What also should be guaranteed is the fact that Utah, because they're so crazy successful, they should have more everything than Oklahoma State, right? At least more wins, at least more accomplishments over time. But with the, the crazy schedule, they don't. They don't have more rents. Kyle Whittingham does not have more W's than Mike Gundy. Just like Mike Gundy doesn't have more losses than Kyle Whittingham. Oklahoma State and Utah are closely related, especially to the national media, or should I say the Utah media, would all like us to believe. All right, so let's see here. Most ranked wins in the playoff era. You got Alabama, you got 54. You got Georgia hovering around there with 37. You got our, our, our buddies who are going to body bag as well at the end of the show, OU at 28. You got LSU at 26, Oklahoma State at 25. And oops, here, oh, wait, no, that's Oregon with 23. Notre Dame also has 23. And TCU has 21, which, which hey, didn't TCU go from the Mountain West? to the Big 12, and then eventually grew themselves to have a, a lot of success. Yeah, okay, well, there you go, Utah. Maybe you can follow TCU and someday get there and actually be competitive in a competitive conference. All right, well, what about uh, you know most teams to win a New York Six Bowl in the CFP era? All right, so let's chip in. And let's help out here. Where are they at? 
I see A&M. I see Boise State, Washington, LSU, Tennessee, Ohio State, UCF, Baylor, Alabama, Florida, TCU, OU, Tulane, Clemson, USC, Stanford, obviously Oklahoma State, and Georgia Tech, but no Utah. Again, okay, we're going to help out. We're going to go dig deeper back before the CFP era. How about let's do most 10-win seasons since 2010? Of course, Utah is going to be on that one, right? Or are, are they? Let's see, Alabama 14, Clemson 12, OU 11, Georgia 10, Oregon 9, Oklahoma State 8, LSU 8, Florida State 8, Notre Dame 8, Michigan State 7, Michigan 7, Baylor 6, TCU 6, UCF 6, but no Utah. Huh. Well, hold my beer. All right. We're not done yet, even. The whole country loves the NFL. So let's let's think of it in that vein. We all just watched the NFL playoffs, which means the whole country got to watch a bunch of Oklahoma State guys like Tyreek Hill, Emmanuel Ogba, Justice Hill, Tylen Wallace, Jalen Warren, Mason Rudolph, and Malcolm Rodriguez. So who do Utah country get to cheer on during the NFL playoffs? Um, yeah, now not a nobody. Well, hold on. They did get to watch Tyler Hunley lose to Mason Rudolph, and then sit on the bench for the playoffs. So basically, that's yet again another big, fat, old, juicy nothing burger. Just like the big, fat, old, juicy nothing burger that Utah fans want to keep spewing. We are not the same. This is not the same conversation. And you know what, guys? Before we, we carry on here, do me a favor. Stop collaborate, and hit the daggone like button. Share, comment, subscribe, all of the good stuff. We're not done yet. We still got to put OU, a.k.a. the Norman Territorial Rough Riders and Boomers, in a body bag to end the show as well. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about the ESPN Top 25. Now, this isn't completely different than a lot of the Top 25s, okay? Most of the, the way too early top 25s have Oklahoma State somewhere between the 11, 12, 16-ish range. And I think uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that actually could even be pretty viable. But if we look at the way too early ESPN top 25, and they go Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Mizzou, Penn State, Alabama, Utah. There you are, baby, at number 10. Followed by another new booty in Arizona at 11, LSU at 12, Michigan, OU at 14, Florida State at 15, Tennessee, O State at 17, NC State at 18, Clemson 19, Kansas State at 20, Louisville 21, KU 22, UK at 23, Miami at 24, and AM at 25. I mean, we could do a half an episode on just how ridiculous the last three rankings of this top 25 are, but that's not what we're going to do. We're going to look at it from the vein of just common sense. Should Utah be this high? Well, maybe. From a perception standpoint, yes, absolutely. Do they have enough talent with Cam Rising coming back and a lot of the offensive heavy hitters with him? Yeah, they are. They are going to be talented. They are going to be good. 
they aren't ready for the Big 12 gauntlet. It just is what it is. Neither is Arizona, but I think Arizona has some pieces that are even a little bit younger and in the same talent pool as Utah, so I'm okay with that. OU at 14, I mean, that is what it is. They're always going to be ranked to do things because of the logo, and especially now that they're in the SEC, it's going to get worse unless they completely fall on their face and, and start competing for fifth and sixth place on a regular basis. Oklahoma State at 17 here. I think it's a little, a little, a uh, little high. It's on the higher side. Nobody else in the country has 21 of 22 returning starters. Nobody else has that same amount of returning starters, let alone returning players on the entire roster that also won 10 games. So I do think it's a little bit low, but we'd rather be hunting than be the hunted. Utah. You have a target on your back, and your fan base, for whatever reason, has decided to make that target bigger because the nonsense continues to spew that Utah is going to run things and do this and do that. And again, very well may be, but the proof has got to be in the pudding. And right now, there's no proof of no kind of pudding that says Utah is equipped to handle the gauntlet week to week to week to week of the Big 12. Neither was BYU, UCF. I know Cincinnati and Houston are not in the same ballpark right now with Utah. I'm not going to pretend that they are. But it just goes to show that this conference is not what the perception out west is. Just based off of the transfer portal. Guys, TCU, Colorado, UCF, the list goes on, Texas Tech. You're getting guys from other big-time brands, from other big-time Power 4 football schools. You're getting transfers from your Bamas, your LSUs, your Georgias. It is what it is. We are where we are, and I think Utah will get there, but I also think that you might be uh, biting off a little bit more than you can chew for this season. But before we finish this thing off, and get OU into the body bag section. Let's talk about making the money, honey. Y'all know I'm here to help you try to capitalize on your dollar-dollar bills department, which is why FanDuel is the bee's knees. You got to get your buckets in first with FanDuel. That's why it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks back in bonus bets with any Winning $5 bet. Again, that's 150 bones back in your wallet, in your pocket, if your bet wins. You can bet on your favorite NBA players, your favorite NBA teams, or a multitude of other things, whether it be quick bet, same game parlays, exclusive player props, over, unders, and more. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to shoot your shot and make sure your next shot is your best shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So since we're in basketball season, for some of y'all around the country that have had an enjoyable time, okay, watching your basketball squad, it's been a little bit, uh, a little bit of a tricky situation for us in Cowboy country. Getting excited about 
you know, what's going on in basketball isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. But the Cowgirls got us back on track with a very impressive 60-50 to 50 win over Texas Tech in Lubbock. Coach J.C. Hoyt said that she emphasized being in attack mode all night. She wanted them to circle the Lady Raiders relentlessly like sharks in the water searching for food, which is actually kind of wild when you think about it, and a very, very bold move, Cotton, considering our foul trouble issues with having only really eight players at our disposal have not been a pretty sight to see. That could have easily backfired in a very big way, but it also goes to show why we love Coach J.C. Hoyt so much. She's unapologetically aggressive, and she would rather go out on her shield than kneel to the beckoning of being overly conservative. Heck, maybe she's available to help Casey Dunn in 2024. We don't even need to pay her for all four quarters, right? All she's got to do is clock in when the fourth quarter rolls around. Bada boom, bada bing, bada bang. She makes the money. Casey Dunn looks better. We're all happy. All right, I also got to give a couple shout-outs real quick before we get to Sooner Nation on some information about their own university that they should all know, but magically, somehow, none really seem to. We got to give a shout-out, of course, to softball, right? You carried a big stick into L.A., taking on UCLA and a plethora of other teams while going undefeated. Tennis, you got an ITA national championship that no unfortunately does not come with the fun, fancy NCAA banner. But that Intercollegiate Tennis Association National Championship does help put our cowgirls as the number one seeded team in America and definitely, unequivocally, the team to beat. When now everybody in the country comes to Stiller, Oklahoma for the NCAA Championships in May. Another big shout-out on a national championship theme that I didn't even know existed or that it was even a competitive thing. But it is, ladies and gentlemen, Oklahoma State cornhole. Yes, it's a thing. It's a sport kind of thing. And we're kind of good at it, like national championship level good at it. So shout out to them. I would say that uh, I'd never cover tennis. I'd never watch tennis. I was wrong. I had to eat those words. So why not spread the wealth to cornhole here? Because being the best in the country at something or anything isn't easy. But if this is a thing and we're certified legitimate at this thing, well, y'all better hope and pray that beer pong does not become a sport kind of thing because we will definitely be body bagging folks all the time in that one. All right. Speaking of body bags, that time has arrived. Sharing is caring, right? Give help to your your Oh, you brethren out there, because they might need it. The body bag time has arrived. It's time to climb out of the Utah body bag and into the OU body bags. And you know what? Calm down, you broke back OU fans. This is not that kind of body bag, you bunch of classy, dirty girls. Most everyone knows what a Sooner is, right? Most everyone knows that it's kind of odd that they're very proud of being bona fide certified cheaters, but it is what it is. They are who they are. But when you couple that with what Boomer stands for and how proud they are to yell that crap as well, it kind of all starts to make sense. Most OU fans will tell you that a Boomer is just a cool crap fest 
style of stuff they scream every Saturday at Walmart. Some other fans with a little bit more pride and understanding, or at least a surface level, easy to read understanding of their university's history would tell you that it's someone who wanted the unassigned lands to be able to be claimed. And that's actually partially accurate. The fun part that they all tend to leave out or more, more likely just don't care to ever find out is that although, yes, there are people who wanted the unassigned lands to be open for settlement. Boomers were some sort of like locals or at least locals to the area at the time because of the railroad workers and all the railroads that were being built in that area. They used to all get together yelling boomer as their raiding parties would purposely go out hunting with the sole purpose of raiding, desecrating, ravaging, and pillaging Native American encampments. Now, for those OU fans out there that went to the school for kids who can't read good, let me add some context, okay? When I say raiding, that, that's pretty self-explanatory, right? You're going out and stealing a bunch of fear and intimidation for destructive purposes. When I say desecrating, that should be self-explanatory as well, destroying and burning everything. And ravaging, it's like uh, the halfway self-sophisticated way to describe physical abuse of women against their will. And obviously, the pillaging part is just destroying and robbing everything. Now, the good old proud boomers did this to Native American tribes that lived on those unassigned lands. And they would do this so often, and they would murder as many people as possible so often, so that they could then turn around and use that as a sales pitch to the United States government that the government, guys, you need to step in and you just need to go ahead and allow us to have a land run and settle this area already. You ready for this? For the Native Americans' own protection. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that. And you know what? The funny fact is it worked. They did this so successfully that it then led to the second moral act of 1890. And since they successfully robbed, intimidated, and murdered their way into getting what they wanted, well, why stop there, right? So since then all of that worked, those same heathenist degenerates used their knowledge of the Norman territorial, territorial area due to the railway getting built at the very same time around the very same location. Kind of ironic, isn't it? But, they don't want to tell you that. And after they all got together to make all this happen, they also secretly, like thieves in the night, went to the area that they knew that was far enough away from where the eventual capital would be, which is Guthrie, Oklahoma, that no one would even really notice that they claimed the land until days after. Now, can you imagine cresting the hill after a long, arduous journey just to find out a bunch of lying? conniving, cheating, robbing, and murdering jack wagons were already there. They're just sitting there eating beans, counting their scalps, and dreaming about the future proud, glorious days of the Norman Territorial University Rough Riders and Boomers, a.k.a. the OU Sooner Nation. So, yes, go ahead and be proud. Go ahead and proudly shout it out from the rooftops of every trailer you can see from sea to shining sea. 
but also now know because of this video, at least there will be a few more people that will be laughing at you every time they hear y'all let it fly across every parking lot now in SEC country. So you know what? Say it now. Say it loud. Say it proud. Boomer, baby. Because that's what it's all about. And that's all we're going to have for this one right here. Sometimes you just got to gotta break it down. Sometimes you got to help the people find their own voice. I'm just here to help. All right, y'all. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. My podcast and people, go hit the stars. Go leave a review. Like. Share, comment, subscribe. Guys, sharing is caring. There's some OU fans out there that need some help. They need some teaching. And there's some Utah fans out there that maybe needs just a little dose of reality. Sharing is caring. And we're very caring and helpful here. So that is what it is. Y'all know the drill. Later, taters.